0: and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Imagine your wedding day with unparalleled service, commanding views and mature grounds on one of Ireland's most beautiful family-run countryside estates. Located on our private shores of Loch Sheelan, Crover House Hotel in Cavan offers a personal service to each couple. A limited number of 2016 wedding packages are still available. Call 049 8540206 today. Our unique location for your unique occasion. Crover House Hotel.
1: Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecaven.com I'm Damien Donoghue Delighted to be joined in the pod by the sports editor of the Anglo-Selt Paul Fitzpatrick We're going to be looking ahead to the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship Final Replay between Castleran and Rammer United and we're going to be talking briefly about the appointment of Matty Magdalene as Cavan Senior Football Manager for the coming season and maybe more um, Paul, thanks for million for coming in
2: Thanks Damien, no hassle.
1: We're, um, I suppose last weekend the the county final was called off. The pitchers in the Anglo-Celt are fairly conclusive though you couldn't have played a, a game on that field.
2: No, you couldn't have played on it. It was it was pretty bad. Um, I think th- I had a bad feeling that morning I think you had as well that there was a lot of rain falling and, and uh, when the under-14 game was moved I knew that the, the senior game was in trouble and sure enough a few minutes later the text arrived. I'm kind of surprised that the county board hadn't a contingency plan in place, maybe looking at playing it somewhere else, King's Court, even Killigary, would it hold the crowd, maybe not, well, when you had 8,000 maybe, but you weren't going to get that for a replay, by their own admission, Martin Cal said you don't, you won't get that for the replay, but um, maybe they, they thought, look, it, uh, it would take away from it, and it would also, the, the bad day was going to take away from the crowd anyway, so maybe they were thinking with their pockets as well, so... Um, or maybe those pitches weren't playable. I'm not sure, but it, it didn't happen. It didn't go ahead. So by Sunday, it's going to be 29 days since the the two teams qualified for the final. So it's an awful long in
1: It is, and and I suppose one game in between is is the is the only thing. It, it, it's it's look it's it's a two week gap instead of a one week gap. We we seen it with the intermediate. So it's it what it'll probably do is give both teams a chance to recover better. Well, it definitely will do that, and which might in turn lead to a, a, a more exciting game of football again.
2: Yeah, well, I think Jack Brady had an injury, um, but I don't think Jack can do any more damage to his injury than he has done. It's, it's a bad enough injury. he's going to take a few months to get him right from what I heard. But I suppose the good news on it is he can probably still play on it and not worry about it causing serious dam- damage to it because it's damaged badly enough as it is that sounds silly but that's what I heard so maybe Jack will be able to feature at some stage it looked like he was going to be out Enda Flanagan from Castellarhan broke his jaw the first day you'd imagine he'll be out Michal Smart got a knock the first day and uh, the wing half forward Mag- Carl Maguire yeah, he, got, he got a knock the first day and went off he was helped off as well but you'd imagine an extra week might ha- help Smart and Maguire so it'll probably play into cassarahan's hat or Rammers' hands the extra week I'd imagine um, there was also a bit of a rumour about about Ronan Flanagan now I don't know if, that, if there's anything to that but you're going to hear rumours um, swirling around the county where there's a vacuum and there's no football the mm-hmm. talk gets up and the, that's where the rumours start but look I, I think it's just as it's just as tight as it was um, I don't think the extra week is going to change that I think it's still anyone's game I, I the only thing is, I think the pressure has switched now. There's a, there's a change there. The pressure was on Casarahan. It was their third final. There was no pressure on Rammer. They were in bonus territory in the first final with a younger age profile. So, you know, they have more chances. Casarahan are running out of chances. Now I think that Rammer have blown a six-point lead the first day. And now they're coming in and they've they've actually got something to lose. They lost that game the last day when they had it won. They didn't lose it on the scoreboard, but they lost the chance to win it. Casarahan never really... Uh, were winning at a crucial stage and Cormac Daly kicked the wide when he probably should have put it over to win it but Casarahan didn't lose Rammer lost it and now they go again so I think Casarahan have have got out of jail and I think that the momentum has has shifted that way and that Casarahan will come in now free of expectation Um, and I think I, I went for them the last day and I think they're going to edge it again
1: yeah, it's going to it's going to be a very interesting game, I suppose, both tactically and uh, and and just to see who recovers, whether everything like that it, are going to play a huge part on it. But look, looking at the, at the key battles, the middle tour of the field was always going to be crucial, and and we we highlighted how David Ritt and Cormac Daly controlled the semi final. Uh, very well and Rammer on the other side in the semi-final I thought Paul Kilcreast and Ray Cullivan took control of that midfield but I thought midfield the last day was fairly even overall
2: Yeah I thought Rammer possibly shaded um, definitely didn't lose it as you say Stephen Monaghan had a good game Mm. for Rammer a very good game Uh, but uh, even though Daly played a good bit of ball the last day as well Ritt wasn't as as influential as he usually is but I think um, and Shane Gaffney wasn't wasn't as influential as usual either. But I, I think that there's more improvement there in Castlerahan around the middle. I do think they're possibly a wee bit stronger around the middle than, than Ramar are. And uh if they could win the middle this week, you know, you'd imagine they'd be halfway there. But you know, all that said, I think Ramar are a slightly better team. They're a better football team than Castrahan, I think, all things considered, um weighing up all their strengths, um their firepower their uh, tenacious tenacity of the defenders You know, I think all things considered and the way the midfield played the last day they're that little bit better but it's hard to win a championship and it took the Gales a couple of years to win a championship and they're the best team we've seen in the last 15 mm. years in Calvin. <laughs> so that's why i'm I'm going for over again when
1: you, when you look back on the drawn game and the six point uh, comeback by casan there's there's one crucial incident there that that everybody's hinging that six point turnaround on and or it the collision where Damien Barkey and, and Enda then Flanagan collided and then James McEnroe came in and collided with Damien Barkey and it was a. Uh, it was there's there's people saying that look at when when the chips are down, Mackie stepped up and he took control. And then there's other people saying that James McEnroe was essentially stunned and wasn't fit at that point. wasn't wasn't maybe uh, concentrating or able to concentrate enough to stay with Mackie. Where do you fall on it?
2: I bumped into James this morning. And he was he was <laughs> heading to a, a I'd wedding. i say that actually. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he was heading to a wedding and he was picking up a suit. And uh, I should have asked him actually, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I hadn't thought of it th- that way actually there was a collision um, probably did knock the stuff out of McEnroe in the last couple of minutes I thought McEnroe did very well on Mackey up went, to that point up to that point like, I, yeah. I wouldn't say Mackey played badly I just thought he was very well marked I thought he still kept showing for the ball he didn't hide he kept showing for the yeah. ball he kept trying to make things happen but he was just extremely well marked Like sometimes it's not that, that Mackey made, did anything wrong sometimes you're just very well marked and he just couldn't get away from McEnroe and that's just it he, he, he gave it everything he had and McEnroe just gave it came out on top of that battle the last day but um, Rammer are going to hope for that again again like there's probably a little bit more improvement in, in, in Mackey there in terms of he might get a bit more joy out of McEnroe this week an awful lot of Rammer players played very well the last day and a lot of Ram players didn't play as well as they can and that's what leads me to think there's a wee bit more improvement there Um I say fair play to Mac, you know, regardless of of what happened, whether his man was on the sideline getting treatment, he still had to step up at the end of, they held the ball for about two minutes, a patient build-up. Right. Someone had to step up from 40 yards and have a go at the post, because so a wide at that stage would have been fatal, and he stepped up and he did it, and he also nailed his freeze on the day as well. And He, he kicked some tricky freeze on the wrong side for a right footer as well, so um, I, I thought Mackey, Mackey did quite well, even though definitely McEnroe did a really good job on him. From open play,
1: it, it, it was interesting. There was a lot of very interesting battles across the field, and I have to say, I thought both managers deserve a huge amount of praise because I thought the matchups were, were were got fairly right by both sets of managers. That you know, even the, the the Paul Brady experiment from Castle Rahan was counteracted fairly quick by Rammer and and then changed off again, put like having him on the square, and then they brought in Jets O'Shine to, to to change the dynamic of the whole thing. I, I thought I have to give huge credit to Michael Riley and. To Michael McDermott on on the way they had the teams prepared tactically very very acute very very aware of of what was coming and maybe even their their anticipation of what the opposition was going to do I thought was excellent
2: yeah absolutely yeah now where where Rammer will be disappointed is that they knew that Casarana are scoring a lot of goals they scored 15 goals in the championship 10 different goal scorers and Michael McDermott said that to me in the interviews before the game that they they score a lot of goals and we've got to stop them scoring goals and they can see the three. That's 18 goals they've, they've scored in the Championship. It's it's clear now that I think they get 43% of their scores from goals. Whereas... Kassaran. Rammer, Rammer get about 33% of theirs from goals. So that's a big, big differential. And... Uh, in a tight game, ten percent differential like that, you've got to stop Casarran scoring goals if you want to beat them. Uh, Going to stop them scoring goals in the group game, okay, it was a dead rubber, but that finished eleven nine in yeah. points. If Garner had got a goal themselves, that even they, they had they had Kasaran beaten. So you've got to stop them scoring goals. Now where I, in the, where I think Casarran, um, uh, or sorry, yeah, Kasaran suffered in their matchups was they put Rona Flanagan on Connor Bradley, and he didn't handle them well in the first half. I thought Bradley was really really influential in the first half. He ran a lot, ran the game in many ways in the first half, um, and you might see Ronan. They brought Endo Connell out on Bradley mm, in the second half. Good move. It was a good move, but you might see Ronan maybe moving out of the center and playing his own game on the wing this week, and he might be more influential that way. If if the rumor that he's injured is, which could be absolute rubbish, who knows? But um, you might see that. I think you're going to see changes, and I knew by talk, even by talking to Mike Riley after the game, he talked about how many Rammer players played really well and what they needed to learn from that. So. It's going to be twice as, as intriguing this week to see what's going to happen because it's like it's like they've well, got a glimpse, uh, a dress rehearsal of what it's going to look like on the big night, but now it's up to them to learn the lines properly and, and I can't extend that metaphor anymore.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. It was... Uh, it, uh, the other the other thing that I, I have to say, I, I thought about the entire championship, the more I think about it and, and wear my own managerial hat at this stage, I think that the fact that the championships, maybe across... Definitely across intermediate and senior, and, and to a certain extent junior. The fact that they're they're tougher championships, they're they're tighter championships. There's no out and out definite winner at the start of it. I think it's bringing on the management. I think it's bringing on the the, the coaches that you're 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 actually going for these competitions gusto you're really giving it everything because you believe you can actually go out and win it and it, I think it's definitely evolving the, the, the managers and the coaches within Cavan.
2: yeah I'd say you're probably right I'd say you're probably right because it's so tight like it's never been this tight I don't know I can only speak for the last number of years but um, I don't know what it was like in the 80s or the 70s but I can't imagine it was ever this tight where there's so many teams on a, on a, on an even par like mm. teams teams right down to maybe the 25th best team in the county Um with fancy beating the team in the top t- top ten, like it's it's unbelievably tight. So it's it's probably is the manager d- decides a lot of these games. Like
1: yeah, it definitely does. Speaking of managers, uh, we're going to take a very quick commercial break. We'll come back to us. We'll be talking about the appointment of Matty Madlenin as Cavan senior football manager.
0: Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems, and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out RomarEnergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. Club V is Cavan's best over 21s entertainment venue. With state-of-the-art lighting and sound system, VIP room with bar, as well as a cocktail bar. Outdoor heated and fully seated smoking area so you can sit, relax and take time to catch up with friends. Club V opens every Saturday night and by holiday Sunday at 11pm. To find out more about Club V and our upcoming events, follow us on Twitter or become a fan on Facebook. Club V Virginia at the Riverfront Hotel.
1: Welcome back to the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast on WeAreCavan dot com. I'm Damien Dunn, who joined in studio by the sports editor of the Anglo Cell, Paul Fitzpatrick. We're going to be looking and discussing the appointment of of Tyrone native Matty Madleen as the Cavan senior football manager. Paul, looking looking at it now, I'm sure like me, you've done a, a bit of reading and, and research
2: into Matty Madleen, and it sounds like it's the right appointment. It does. I I think. Uh He's off, he's kind of flown under the radar a wee bit. Um he like you know, he's well known as a player more than a manager, even up until now. Uh, if someone had said to me Matty McLean and I'd have said, Oh yeah, that's our own footballer hmm. r- rather than a manager But it's actually his achievements as a manager are, are actually, actually do jump off the page. Like like he won a McCrory Cup back in two thousand with St. Pat's Armagh. And that that was notable because it was like when calvin won the McCrory Cup, St. Pat's there last year, you know it, Winning the McCrory Cup after a 47-year gap, like, like Magdalena did, is like winning three, three McCrory Cups with one of the big mm. guns there, like Oma CBS or whoever. So I think that I think that, um, that was very notable in itself to, to do that. It's so hard to win after and that a that was time. back
1: in 2000.
2: In 2000, so he's had it so a long like, time. That's 16
1: like, years ago. I was just going to say that. He's, what age is he now? He's 40, about 43. As far 43, as I, far so as I at know. 26, 27, he was managing the, the, the senior team in St. Pat's Armagh.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he's had a long time. He's learned his trade and he's done his apprenticeship. A lot of managers are only getting into it in the early forties, and he, mm. and he, he's had it now a while. Then he went to and Harps. He stayed there seven years and brought them from junior to senior. Then he went to Scotstown Now this is also notable because if it's if it's a man you want who can end famines, that's what we want and uh, in I was just going to say that and he knows how to do it because he went to Scottsdale they hadn't won a championship in 16 years but he also went to Monaghan Harps who hadn't won championships in, in a long time yeah, there was yeah. never really a winning tradition in Monaghan Harps it wasn't like Cavan Gales or other yeah. other town teams but Scottsdale hadn't won a championship in 16 years which is unprecedented for Scottsdale because it's different in Monaghan than Cavan there's only four huge clubs who share out most championships in, in, and one of them at the minute is playing, who are at a low ebb at the minute by their standards so you had Blaney, Blaney um, Latin, Lantybert, and Scottsdale and I think when Mayo Clune won a championship way back, or Latin around that time when they were winning championships um, in the '90s, they were the first two teams to break into that top four in about seventy odd years. So it's very close. So Scottsdale always their turn comes around every five years, regardless. But they went sixteen years. Madlena came in, and got them right back to the top. They won three championships in four years, and the year did One of those years, they won it something like two sixteen to seven points in the final. The year that they didn't win it, they lost the final by a point. He also took them to the Ulster Club final and lost an extra time to cross Midland. So his record is excellent. They won the championship again this year. And uh I've got a friend in, in in Tyrone who's who's um very, very well clued in with development squads and everything else. And I asked him off the record um Paul by McLean. He said McLenan will be excellent for Cavan and this is a, a fellow whose opinion I would rate highly. He said McLenan will be excellent for Cavan he said it's a miracle that he was never snapped up by a county before this and he said like you know people always talk about him in Toronto as a future Toronto manager that he's very widely respected so the signs are good I think Kevin might have looked into it you know as in L-U-C-K yeah. <laughs> they, they, they they fluked it a wee bit the draw has come out nicely for them and I just really hope that they have got the right man um, and I think that the, I think that they have I think that the draw is good you couldn't have asked for much better Um like the two, the two teams that contested the OSA, the OSA final last year are on, the, are on the other side of the draw, and Derry, who beat us three times last year, are on the other side of the draw. So, um, mm. it know,
1: it 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 definitely has to inspire
2: players alone. Oh, yeah. We like, could have got our own away in a preliminary. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Put in perspective, it's a hell of a draw, and it'll keep fellas at home. And we're, we're in Division One. Like if if the Cavan footballers aren't licking their lips now uh, with a Division One campaign and a and a, a draw that could see you making the final at worst then, then there's something wrong I think I think it, it's set up for a very exciting 2017
1: Yeah it definitely should I I, I have to say on, on Matty Midlane and I think that and again it's only as his name became a little bit more known that he was going for the job I started to read into him but a few things stood out about him that one he stayed with Monaghan for seven years now Take it from somebody who's who's managing clubs, it's very, very difficult for a club to hold on to somebody for seven years. As in, the club themselves don't generally want managers to stay on. Most of them don't want them to stay on more than two. And definitely after three, after four, that's, you know they're, they're, they're itching to get a change of voice. So the fact that for seven years he was continually making progress with Mona and Harps, for me that's almost more impressive than what he's done with Scotstown. What well, he's done with Scotstown, obviously he had it is a, a wonderfully strong panel in Scotstown, but he broke the he broke the duck there by, by winning that first championship and has stayed with them for four years. And in those four years, four championship finals in a row. Like that's a that's a phenomenal achievement. The other thing that I thought was was, was really good about him, I was reading an interview where he said about um the I think it was the first final they played Scotstown that is played against Clon Tibbert and he was in the build up to it thinking who's gonna mark McManus, you know, who 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 we gonna put on him and thinking about his different defenders and after one of the trainings his at the time eleven year old son says to him when they jumped into the car, Why don't you put Hughes on, on McManus? Kieran Hughes. Kieran Hughes on McManus. And he uh he, he he thought to himself Jesus actually do you know what that's not a bad idea and when he was interviewed after the county final and Kieran, Kieran Hughes held McManus scoreless from play in that he said how did you come up with the idea he says me 11 year old son come up with it and instead of him playing the glory man like look I'm a genius I come up with all these ideas he was willing to tell the truth about it actually my 11 year old son come up with it and I thought it was a good idea so I went with it you know I, I thought that was a real good touch and I think that's that shows the confidence that he has he's not looking to to drag all the limelight to himself which which I think is gonna be very, very positive for it. But he's he's he is gonna have a, a, a difficult job Probably, I would imagine there'll be some omissions. Rumours are that Key and Mackey's moving to London, um, so he'll he'll be gone from the panel. Fergal Flanagan, I believe, is doing a, a masters or doing a, a course that he is going to take up an awful lot of time. I don't think he's going to be available on the panel either. So, looking outside of last year's panel, if you were Matty McLean and and obviously he hasn't seen as much football as you have, what players would you be bringing in, or who who should he be t- thinking about looking at?
2: Well you'd have to look at the players who who stood out in the club championship. The first one that comes to mind is is probably Shane Tierney. Like I don't know if these fellas are are interested in playing county football or if they're good enough to play yeah, county, county football. Yeah, take that off the table. Yeah, but, but <laughs> fellas who stood out in the club championship, Shane Tierney is one. Um Ado Cole is another. Um Damien Barkey is another. Brian O'Connell is another. Um, and another fellow who didn't have a long run in the championship, but he's improved so much this year is David Brady from Ballyhea's. Like he's mm. become the leader of the Ballyhays team. Even in the in the playoff against the Gales recently, he played very well. Like he's a huge big man, and he's improving all the time. He's only 19 years of age. Do you know there's there, there's some good footballers out there. There there's probably there probably are three or four out there that would that would strengthen the panel. Like we're not going to find a, a whole new team in the in the that's out there that hasn't been called in. But surely there there are there are a couple. I do think there there are a couple of lads out there that, and there might be some fella out there who who um. And we've seen them in the past Fellas who don't set the world light at club level. They're very good club players, but they're not you know your absolute ten out of ten club players. But something about county football that that might suit brings them.
1: Brings them on. Yeah, yeah. brings them on. So. N- Niall McKeown from Lackin, you'd have to look. Oh, at. Niall
2: McKeown! Sorry, I should have mentioned him. Yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He he would be one of the first names.
1: Maybe even James Galligan. I thought he had a great championship.
2: He had surely, yeah, he had surely.
1: You know, and then going down even to to intermediate, Johnny McCabe wasn't on the county panel last year. You know, Caudel Jordan, Kevin Boucher, possibly worth a look. I think at this stage. Oh
2: yeah, well, I think Boucher, ha- Boucher, so classy. I th- I think he's, I think he's exceptional. Like I think he's definitely, definitely worth space on the cabin panel because he can bring something that that uh, other players can't. He's just so clever and just yeah. pure class. Like
1: we're talking about, we're talking about forwards, and and that's what Kevin need. You know, there's three that that have have played Division One football this year. One, they're intermediate. You also have Enda Hessen, who I know we're, we're, what we're taking off the table is are these boys willing to do it? But you know, there there probably is the class of forward that's good enough to to make an impact if you can get the right attitude from
2: them. Yeah, well, Hessen, we all know how good Hessen is. Hessen's the Hessen's the one that got away for Kevin. Like he's he's seems to have it all but it's an interesting playing currently football as far as I know and he doesn't commit to it kind of half committed to it once or twice mm. but
1: Never really fully gave it everything
2: Yeah it's a pity and he might do it yet he's still young enough but he'll have to do it in the next year or two if he's going to do it and I'd love to see it because he'd be, he'd be, he's a great prospect uh, With Imagine that fella with who's scored he's the only player really in cabinet scoring 11-12 points a game that can do that at the minute
1: And and on, almost consistently as in I'd say 70 to 80% of his games he's hitting 8, 9, 10 points yeah. 11 points you know it's incredible
2: but imagine that fella if he had uh, that's raw ability he's not doing the strength and conditioning programs maybe he is doing something but he's not doing it like the county players are doing Yeah, like imagine how much better he could be
1: if he, Owen Maguire got a hold of him oh and, and brought that. Good news, I suppose, that Owen Maguire is, is staying on strength and conditioning. And from what I'm hearing, I think Jimmy Higgins is, is going to be staying on as uh, doing the analysis work. So at least there's a bit of continuity from the previous management that he's not starting with a blank canvas.
2: Yeah, that's important. I think um, I think especially Owen Maguire, that's very important because the, you know, probably all these strength and conditioning guys probably all have different... Um, Things to focus on and different ideas on it and all that. So to get consistency there, I think is is very very important.
1: Yeah, definitely is. Definitely is. So um, I, I, I think you made your call earlier on in, in the podcast. The, the senior championship you're going for Castle Rahon.
2: I think Castle Rahon are going to scrape it. Uh, I'm living in Virginia. um Brave I, call. I'd love if I'd love if Rammer won it because we'd have a good hour night in in Virginia. But uh, it's only it's only a few miles down the road to, to, to Valleydoff. So I'll. I'll uh, I might torn th- 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 torn coat on that one but I th- I, th- I just hope we get a good game I think we will get a good game I think Ocean O'Connell will probably start for Kassaran and uh, I love That's watching them no That's no That won't weaken them at all I love watching them and I think that um, I think it's going to be very very tight again I covered all the bases last time I think I said it, it could be Ram or Kassaran in a close game it could be a draw or either team could win easy I yeah,
1: <laughs> didn't call a postponement though I didn't call
2: it <laughs> It's the only thing
1: you left to chance yeah, But so I would
2: not, absolutely wouldn't rule out extra time again this week absolutely not I I think I said to you before much of it said to you but I said to some people before last weekend uh, that I thought one of the games was going yeah, to be a draw and you were very close to the, the intermediate game should have been a draw because I should have had a free at the end but we're not going to get into that
1: actually i i will put up the commentary um from that intermediate final because it was it was absolutely brilliant to listen to um old mcconnell on on the uh, on the commentary with trying to do referee and commentator between yourself and mickey having disagreements with it It was absolutely quality quality entertainment so we'll stick up the the commentary um on the we are Calvin SoundCloud account later on in the on the weekend, but very very entertaining. All right, the um, one quick point on it, and we, we talked about the postponement, but what that leaves now is that the winners, whether it be Castle or Rammer, will take on the Armagh champions, who's eluding me at the minute. to beat Collihana. Murray is a Murray, and uh, but it it's on seven days later, um, which is going to be a very very tough ask. What what Tyrone have done? I, I, I was talking to a colleague in Tyrone earlier on and they've moved the senior final to the evening so it gives them an extra two days celebrate over the weekend and come Monday you're back preparing surely that was an option in Cavan. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah it was an option yeah but sure, you know these yeah. things weren't just these things just
1: it is a shame because with Cross Midland gone, you'd imagine that there's an opportunity for a Cavan team to progress in Ulster and with Scotstown, I know Kilcoo will obviously be favourites now but it, 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 it it's it's an opportunity in Ulster that, you know, on Sunday if Castlerahan or Rammer win they're not going to just drink for one day, they're they're, going to, yeah, they're they going to celebrate because they haven't won it in so long Of
2: course, of course But it's interesting that you said they're not going to drink for one day because I've actually written a column for, for next week's paper about that it's, there's a whole other podcast and that but that's exactly what I'd be thinking and I <coughs> I love a drink as much as the next fella but it's a whole other debate this but just to, just to throw it in there why 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 is, is sporting success tied up with alcohol like what well, you see people tw- tweeting about a win and they'll put a little emoji and it's a pint do you know and it's it's almost become synonymous with it which, which is a very bad a bad sign of our of our relationship with alcohol in this country and look I'm not preaching because I drink as much as the next fella at my age and um, I've often gone off the drink and celebrated big wins or cabin wins or hambo wins, or whatever it is, with a big session, and a drink. But yeah. it's 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 not good. But remember, we we'll talked about that on another podcast.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a debate that needs to be needs to be opened up because I I completely agree with you that it's almost when when people look back on on the previous successes, and I've seen it when when we won at intermediate level with Drumleee that. The, the celebrations and the alcohol was, was what everybody talked about, you know, wasn't it great? Oh the we 't but the actual emotion of the game, that, that to me is the joy. That that should be where the joy is and, and maybe looking back and reflecting and seeing what you've done, the journey that brought you to there. But for some reason all we seem to think about is the is the alcohol. But you're right.
2: filling fill a cup I, I actually think is an insult to to the, the effort of talk to win that cup. You're you're literally soaking it, you're dousing the cup is is the representation of the hundreds of hours of effort that these fellas have put in to win this thing. The cup, nobody wants. A cup is just a piece of titanium-plated metal with two handles on it. It doesn't mean anything. It's what it represents. And and same as the the act of raising the cup is the is the act of of uh, raising our parish, our team. We're as good as anyone else, and that's why we raise this cup in the air. Everybody. But what what does the act of filling that cup? soaking it with alcohol what does that represent We're poison essentially and, and you know I remember when when Cavan brought the motion um, about drilling holes in cups and it was it was described as as skin crawlingly embarrassing in Irish I times I didn't know that happened yeah. they brought a, ho- a motion that you, you put a little hole in the bottom of a cup There was a little bit clumsy of a motion like how would you enforce it and all that stuff but I thought uh, symbolically I thought it was right but look at I'm not wagging a finger don't get me wrong there's going to be people tweeting in going <laughs> I saw that I stagger down, down the street with a kebab in one hand but uh, no I just think it's kind of sad like
1: yeah it it is look I I can I can see where you're coming from definitely and and it's it's something that maybe we'll we'll debate on another podcast but it's a, it's been an interesting podcast here on com. or thanks again to Macavoy super value for their continued support of the Macavoy super value GEA podcast thanks to Paul Fitzpatrick for uh, joining me here, and I want to wish Castle Rathen and Rammer United the very best of luck in Sunday's Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship final.
0: Looking for somewhere for a post match point to catch up on the crack and discuss the game? Why not call into Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Ross Bar, College Street in Calvin Town? The so Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop into Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed.